morning, everybody. Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. By the way, my name is Pastor Josh Hernandez. I am from the New Gen Ministry under the leadership of Pastor Carla Rosakay. Uh, I used to be the youth pastor, but last year the Lord called me out of the youth, but I'm still serving the church in the New Gen Ministry as part of the core. And at the same time, uh, me and my wife is also part of the core of the FBM Ministries under Pastor Rom Quinones. Pastor Rom for a very, very powerful pastoral prayer. And me and my wife is leading the journey to one. Yung video po na nakita nyo kanina. It was Ivan and Pia. They are now the youth pastor. And they're also, you know, uh, encouraging young couples or those couples or those are in a serious relationship that they that you would want to go into the next level so j2o is a perfect fit for you and before i preach the word of god today i, I wanna you know i wanna greet our uh, online viewers who is tuning in with us can you so that they could see or give them a shout you know wow okay i will say hi and pastor jojo our senior pastor is sending his regards from lighthouse Katarman, nandun po ang ating senior pastor today. And they are joining us this very, very morning. Pastor Jojo, we love you, we miss you. I could see in their faces, nagulat sila, bakit may kalbo dito sa harapan? And they want you to be here, but... Thank God that you are a senior pastor and you are very, very much active in our outreach churches. And also, we want to greet our Lighthouse, Houston, Texas. Oh, di ba? International in America. Nandun po ang asawa ni Pastor Jojo ngayon, si Tita Rose Baldo and her family. And they are joining us via our live stream today. And Tita Rose, Pastor Jojo has a message for you. From Katarman with love. Ayan. He misses you so much. Come home very, very quick. Now, if I may invite you to stand with us as we read the Word of God today, I want you to open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 7. We will be reading the whole chapter 7, and we will be reading from verse 1 to 26. I'll be reading in the NIV version. I want to encourage everyone, if you have your physical Bible, just bring it out and read from the Bible itself. If you don't have your Bible, you can bring out your phones and open your Bible apps today. And then if you see someone beside you who doesn't have a Bible and who doesn't have a Bible app, you could share to that person or we took the liberty to put it in our LED at my back. Let us read chapter 1, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1 to 26. <clears throat> when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hedites, the Gigashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, Seven nations larger and stronger than you. And when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. 
Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. And do not intermarry with them and do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. For they will turn your children away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. And this is what you are to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people. His treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors and he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God and he is what? He is the faithful God keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. But those who hate him will repay to their face by destruction. And he will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. And therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. I want, to take, I want you to just focus on that. Therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. But if you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. Verse 13, and he will love you and bless you and increase your numbers and he will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and olive oil, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. And you will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childish, nor will any of your livestock will be without young. And the Lord will keep you from every disease. And he will not inflict on you the horrible diseases that you knew in Egypt. But he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord your God gives over to you and do not look on them with pity and do not serve their gods for that will be a snare to you. And you may say so to yourself, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well that the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw it with your own eyes, the great trials, the signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm in which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same 
to all the peoples you now fear. And moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from them you have perished. And do not be terrified by them. For the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. And you will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once. Or the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you. Throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. Verse 24, He will give their kings into your hand, and you will wipe out their names from under heaven, and no one will be able to stand up against you, and you will destroy them. The images of their gods you are to burn in the fire, and do not covet the silver and the gold on them, and do not take it for yourselves, or you will be ensnared by it, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Last verse, verse 26, do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you like it will be set apart for destruction. Regard it as a vile and utterly detested, for it is set apart for destruction. We just close your eyes and let us pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing us here, and thank you for the life that you have given every for every single person that is in this place. Lord, there is no accident why we are here. And Lord, thank you that we are standing in holy ground, and we are experiencing your presence today, Lord God. And nothing, nothing in this world could take that away, the truth that you are alive, and you are here, and you are moving in the midst of us today. So Lord, I pray for every person in this place, from one heart to another, one person to another, one family to another, one situation to another. Holy Spirit, be with us today. We want to experience you right at this moment. And Lord, please Lord, hide your speaker behind your cross that every word that will come out from my mouth will not come from me, but it will come from you, Lord God. And Lord, as I stand here today, Lord, I pray that people would see your goodness and your faithfulness over my life. Lord, all the glory and honor and power belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And I want to say amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for taking the time and reading the word of God with me. So right now we are on the part three of the preaching series on the book of Deuteronomy. If you are able to just read the whole book of Deuteronomy, the theme is about continuance and remembrance. Remembrance because this is actually the time that the Israelite people led by Moses out of 40 years in the wilderness, out of slavery in Egypt, this is now the actually the time. Deuteronomy is that they are now about to enter the promised land. And Moses was preaching as hard as he can from his heart to remind the people of God of his promises to them. Why did the Lord heard their cry and, you know, led them out, pulled them out of slavery in Egypt and into 
the promised land. So Moses is reminding this second generation that will enter the promised land that don't forget the Lord your God, the one who brought us out of slavery, the one who brought us out of Egypt and into the promised land. And do not forget the loss the Ten Commandments that was passed on to us. And I'm sharing it to you because as you enter the promised land, FYI, there are people in it already. Because it took us 40 years to enter that promised land. It should have been 40 days, but because of our rebellious heart, because of our disobedience, because we're people full of complaints, I, 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 did, did you know people that are full of complaints? Ako po, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that's full of complaints. Naka-experience naka, naka po ako ng brownout recently and parang feeling ko, this is the end. It's so in it. Diba? My, my, my son talagang naliligo sa, sa kanyang paus. Again, these people that is full of content, Moses is reminding them that God called you for a specific purpose. And you are about to enter the promised land. And that is his promise to you, God's people, to be in the promised land. And continue once. What is there to continue? To continue the very call that the Lord has for his people. To continue the plan, the perfect plan that God has for God's people. Remembrance and continuance. And now we are now in the part 3, Deuteronomy chapter 7. So, if I could just share to you just a word study of what Deuteronomy means, it means Deuteronomy, or it means the second law or repeated law. It's not, when we say second law, it's not first or second, but it's actually a repeated law, or there is an emphasis, or it was shared again, just as what Moses did to the second generation that will enter the promised land. Why, why am I saying the second generation? Because it was actually the generation of Moses. It was them who, actually the people of Israel was crying their hearts out to the Lord because they are experiencing pain and slavery in Egypt and the Lord heard their cry. And the Lord was reminded again of his covenant to his people. And in this procession, he brought them out of Egypt. You know the story of Moses. Moses, you know, parted the Red Sea. And he, the Lord really made a way for these people to be out of Egypt. But somewhere down the road, you know, because of their people full of complaints, because of their disobedient hearts, because of their flaws, like every one of us has flaws, right? It took them 40 years to be in the promised land. And because of that 40 years, that gap, you know, some people are already, you know, tumandana, namatay na. And the Lord, because of their disobedience, the Lord said to them that you will no longer be able to be in the promised land. But it was the generation after you. It means your children after you that will be going to experience the promised land. Now, the book of Deuteronomy has... Uh, 34 books and it, it could be summarized into you know three uh, three themes or what they call this three points in Deuteronomy 1 to 11 this is the opening speech of Moses and we are now in Deuteronomy 7 so this is Moses sharing to 
God's people, the second generation who will now enter the promise. And Deuteronomy 12 to 26, the collections of law. Because Moses is reminding them again that do not depart from the word of God. Do not depart from the law. Because if you start to depart from the law, there are a lot of people already in the promised land, different culture, they have different gods and different people. And if you start to depart from this, you are going to lose the very calling or the very identity that the Lord has given you or has created you for a purpose. And in Deuteronomy 27:34, this is now the farewell speech and death of Moses. Now for the information of everyone, actually Moses was not able to enter the promised land. But he was able to see where the promised land is because he was part of that generation that was disobedient. And the Lord has decided that because of your hearts, because of your disobedient hearts, you will no longer enter the promised land. But if there's one thing that is so good about God, is so gracious, if you just read the whole story of Deuteronomy up to the very end, despite all the flaws of Moses, he was faithful to the very calling that the Lord has for him. It means, what is that? To lead the people of God into the promised land, even if he himself was not able to enter the promised land. And now in terms of timeline, again, as I mentioned a while ago, 40 years prior to Deuteronomy 7, they, they were in the wilderness. God's people spent 40 years in the desert, in the wilderness. Try to imagine this. If you were in the shoes of Moses, anyone of you who is a leader or a ministry volunteer or a man of the house or has a high position or whatever position in the office, can you just raise your hands? Anyone of you? No one? Only a few? Everyone is working in an office and you're leading someone. There's people under you. Praise God for those people. Try to imagine this. In Try to be in the shoes of Moses for 40 years. He is leading these people that was full of complaint. Can you just imagine this? I mean, these people was first time get to experience how mighty God is. They were in Egypt. They were subject to slavery. And they were crying out to the Lord. The Lord heard their pain. And the Lord, you know, took them out and even parted the Red Sea for them, right? Nung nakita nila yung Red Sea, parang gusto nila magpanig, Moses, bakit mo kami inalis sa Egypt? Okay na yung buhay namin eh. Diba? Paano naging okay? You were complaining to the Lord and you just see this big, uh, big obstruction ahead of you out of slavery and now you're starting to doubt the very reason that the Lord called you out from slavery. At the same time, hindi lang yun. Nagutom sila. Ano ba to? Moses. Kaya mo ba kami inalis dito? It's for us to, to get hungry. And the Lord what? Send banner from heaven. They just find ways to, to complain. And I could just imagine, you know, Moses leading these 
people. And now Deuteronomy 7, they are now about to enter the promised land. And after that, it's, you know, it's the time of Joshua and his generation that will now enter the promised land. I want to share this so that we are all in the same page. So I entitled this preaching today, Remember the Calling Walk the Path. It is very important for every one of us children of God, people of God, to remember the very calling that the Lord has for every one of us and as a group of people. As I share, as I continue to share, little by little, we're going to understand and see the very calling that the Lord has for the Israelite people. And I also believe the very calling that the Lord has for every one of us. And in terms of calling, it's not just a call that is placed by God in our hearts. We have to do something about it and talk about walking the path. How can we actually pursue? How can we actually accomplish the very calling or the very purpose that the Lord has given each and every one of us? I have a question to you, my Lighthouse family. Who who believes here that they are created for a purpose? Wow. So you mga hindi po nag-raise na hands, you're, you're not sure yet. Again, who believes here, sino po hindi naniniwala dito that they are actually created for a purpose? Come on church, raise your hands. Amen, again. So hindi pa rin talaga sure iba. That's good. <laughs> but we are, we are actually created for a purpose. You have to believe that. You have to share now that to your statement, kapatid. You are created for a purpose. You are not here by accident. Okay. So as I continue again, remember the calling and walking the path. Now going back to the story, it's very important that for the second generation to be reminded again by Moses on the calling that they have. Why? Because in the first place, hindi naman talaga sila yung nakareceive ng first hand. Right? Na promise. They were, hindi talaga. It was the generation of Moses. Right? It was Moses. It, it was in the burning bush experience. The Lord spoke to Moses because he heard the cry of his people. And later, we'll go back in history when it actually started. Again, the question is, what was the promise of God to his people? I was speaking here about calling and their purpose. But what was the actual promise of God to his people? Maybe that's your question. What was the promise of God to his people? Now, in Genesis, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, it says here, this is the time of Abraham, or Abraham. It says here, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And verse 2 says, and I will make of you a great nation, referring to the, what, to the generation of Moses, the second generation, those people that will enter the promised land. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be, what, a blessing. 
not a curse, a blessing, not a burden. And I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In Genesis 2, 15 to 18, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham. The story of Abraham, right? He was so old already, barren and old. And, but the Lord said to him, no, through you I will make a great nation. And there was the story in the Bible that if you look into the stars, Abraham, that is your offspring will be but Abraham with his limited understanding and focusing his current situation who is now old and barren including his wife how but the Lord promised that to Abraham and listen to this and of course Isaac was was born and now in Genesis 22 the Lord tested Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac and without a blink of an eye, you know, Abraham willingly, you know, wanted to, because of his love for God, because of his obedience to the Lord, is willing to sacrifice his son. But Genesis 20 says, The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from, a, from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son Isaac, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your what? Your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Listen to this. Your descendants will what will take possession of the cities of the enemies. Going back to Deuteronomy 7, right? Before, as they now going to enter the promised land, di ba meron ng tao nandun? There are already civilization. There are already establishment. There are already colonies. There are so many people in the promised land that has already established themselves. But the Lord has made this promise to the people of Israel. It is for you, not for them. So you're going to take their cities. And through your offspring, all the nation and all on all, all earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. In Genesis 50 to 24, now this is the story of Joseph. So from Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob and out of Jacob, now his son, Joseph. Joseph the dreamer said here, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why am I sharing this to you? I'm sharing this to you to tell you and to share to everyone that when God made an oath, when God makes a covenant, when God makes a promise, he will actually do it. And I'm telling this to you, church, if God has made a promise to you, and you feel like, you know, God, why is so tagal? Why is it taking so long for you to, to, to answer your promise or to do the promise that you have for me? We have the assurance that God is never late. He's never early. But He is always on time. And He will always remember the very promise that He has given to each and every one of us here today. 
And now Exodus 2, 23 to 25, this is where again the Lord was reminded or the Lord remembered his covenant to his people. And during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God what remembered his Covenant. If you're here today and you feel like the Lord doesn't remember you anymore, you're wrong. God remembers you. God sees you. God remembers the promises and the plans that he has for you and for your family. God remembers covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God saw the people of what? The people of Israel. And God knew. Here's my point here. God's promise to his people is to deliver them out of Egypt and into the promised land. Maybe that's your question. What was the promise? God's promise to his people is to deliver them out of Egypt and into the promised land. Because God heard their cry. And I have this beautiful land, land filled with milk and honey, a land that you could actually multiply, a nation that is for my people, people alone. I have chosen you out of those so many nations. As a matter of fact, you are the fewest of you. But I chose you because I love you and I made the covenant to you. Even if you are disobedient, even if there are times that you are unfaithful, but it, because it is me who made that covenant to you, I'm going to fulfill that promise. I'm going to keep that promise to every one of you. You're going to be out of Egypt and into the promised land. Again, the importance of remembering the call that we have from the Lord as His people. Second, God's promise to His people is instrumental in fulfilling the calling He has for them. Maybe your question is, okay, okay, Pastor Josh, God has a call for us. But if I look now, if I focus now in my situation, if I just face reality, it is impossible for me to fulfill the very calling that the Lord has. For me alone, I'm not even considering my family or the people that I am carrying. Isn't it that the Lord made a way for these people out of Egypt? Did he parted the Red Sea? Did he provide the very thing that they need, manna from heaven? Are you following? If the Lord has placed a calling in our hearts, the Lord is going to be with us every step of the way. I think we need to be reminded of that today because at times, especially to those who are serving in the ministry, you have this calling in your heart. You have this passion, that burning passion that you want to serve the Lord. But there is so many hindrances that keeps you, you know, pursuing the very call that the Lord has for you. But let me tell you this, brothers and sisters, 
the Lord knows what He is doing in your life. Maybe right now, in our limited understanding and in our limited capacity, we may think or we may consider that it is impossible for us to pursue the very calling that the Lord has for every one of us. But the Lord is never wrong. He has called us for a very specific purpose. And He will provide the things that we need to accomplish the very purpose that He has for us, to pursue the very calling that He has for us. Are you still with me, church? Amen. Are you still there? Praise God. Now, here are three truths on remembering the call. Based on Deuteronomy chapter 7. Since we're talking about calling already, I mean, you, now we understand what was the very calling that the Lord for us, or for, uh, in, in the story of for the people of Israel, what is the purpose, what is the call? I think we have to be reminded of, number one, we need to remember who made the calling, right? Ang hirap din kasi, like, if someone, anyone is working, ang hirap if, if an instruction was given to you na hindi firsthand. Right? Are you following? Ang hirap, ang hirap sumunod, ang hirap intindihan because it came, it came through to another person. Right? But in this case, Moses is again reminding the generation that will enter, God's people that will enter the promised land that who made the calling for them. Deuteronomy 7 Verses 1 to 2 says, When the Lord your God, it's laging ganun yung theme when, when Moses is sharing to God's people, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you, it's very important when we talk about calling that you remember who called you in the first place. Again, it's so easy. I know it's God, but, but, but do you actually know God in a personal level? Do you actually spend time with Him? When I was in the youth, I think every after youth come because they were so, they were so on fire to the Lord and they're going to ask me, Pastor Josh, ano ba yung calling ko sa buhay? Right? Ganun. Very, very, uh, very innocent naman yung question. But I'm going to ask them, well, who called you in the first place? Do you know who called you? Do you know who placed the purpose in your Do you know who placed that calling in you? Do you have a personal relationship with do you? Ha- do you really spend time with them? Because if you get to know who made that calling in your life, then you have a better understanding of the calling that you're going to apply or the calling that you're going to pursue. Again, remember who made the calling. Moses is reminding the people of God that do not forget God when you enter that promised land because there's so many people there, so many influences, different culture. They could actually overpower you. But do not, do not, do not forget and always remember who God is because it, He is the one who placed the calling as He is the one who brought us out of slavery and into the promised land. And Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is what? He is what? The faithful God keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commandments. 
My point is this. The strength of the promise is in the one who made it. It's not because the promise is actually feasible. It's not because the promise is actually doable or achievable. But the strength of the promise is on the one who actually made it. Right? Regardless kung sobrang doable nung isang promise, but the character of the person who made that promise is, is questionable, then in your mind and in your thoughts, this actually may not happen. But if we, you know, turn it around, even if the promise seems so insurmountable or impossible to attain, if the promise is so far off reach, it's like, it's, I need to move mountains in order for this promise to happen or for this promise to happen in my life. But if you focus, just focus your eyes, not on the promise, but the one who made the promise, and then you're going to realize that nothing is actually impossible to the Lord. Now, if you're here and you're feeling like all hope is already lost, there's no more chance on you. This is the perfect time that you focus on God. He is our Abba Father. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is perfect in all of His ways. He is all-knowing, all-powerful. He is full of grace and mercy, and He's also just. He is a jealous God in whatever situation you are in right now. Don't just focus on what God has promised into you, but focus on who He is, who He is is faithful. Amen. Let me share this again. The covenant of God to His chosen people is exclusive. Why do, why, why do I say it's exclusive? Again, it said in, De- in Deuteronomy chapter 7 that you are the fewest of people. There are so many peoples or nations. The Lord could have chosen other nations. But, but God has chosen the people of Israel. And the covenant that he has for them is exclusive. So what is it for us? When the Lord promised you something, right? You don't have to ask other people, Toto ba yung promise ni God sa akin? There are times, there are moments in our life that we doubt what the Lord has promised to us. Maybe it was through a prayer, or it was through your devotion, or maybe it has been a cry of your heart for the longest time. I promise, child, a new work, that healing that you want, not just for you, but for a family member, you know? Broken relationship being healed, right? Or even a good life for you and your family, right? And you know that the Lord promised you that. But it, again, antagal, antagal bago mangyari, but it's so impossible. Again, the covenant of God to His chosen people is exclusive. You don't have to second-guess God when He made the promise to you. Again, you have the, the assurance that He is faithful and is going to fulfill the promise to you. Again, first point, remember who made the promise. Second point is this, remember what was the calling. Again, Moses is reminding the people of God 
why are we here in the first place? Bakit ba tayo, bakit ba tayo tinanggal ni Lord sa Egypt and into the promised land? Deuteronomy chapter 7, 67 says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has what has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people and to be his treasured possession. And the Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than peoples for you were the fewest of all people. So remember what was calling. If you want to remember the call, you need number first is you need to remember who made the call. And now you need to remember again what was the specific calling that God has for every one of us. Isn't it that, you know, when someone gives you an instruction, you want it to be specific in order for you to accomplish it, right? And ang maganda kay Lord, now when, when, when we ask for His direction, no, sige, dito, eto, diretso ka dito sa village na to, o, sa pangatlong kanto, wag kang kakanan doon, dapat sa pangalawa. No, hindi siya ganun. It's very clear, it's very specific when God gives an instruction to you. Maybe the reason why you doubted the Lord is because you haven't heard His clear instruction or you didn't understand his clear or specific calling for every one of you, or to you specifically. Again, remember what was the calling. Again, the calling of God's people is that they were set apart. They are a chosen nation because in them and through them and to them, God will make them what? A, a prosperous nation, right? And he would use this, his people to cast away those enemies that are ready inside the promised land. Amen? So our calling from the Lord is what? It's personal. Can you say that? Personal. Our calling from the Lord is personal. So when we say personal, it is for you. So let me, let me, let me share this to you especially those who are in the ministry or who wants to, you know, to be involved in a ministry, right? In terms of calling, in terms of, you know, purpose, God's voice should be the loudest. Are you following? God's voice should be clear to you. Sometimes, ang nangyayari po, mas pinaniniwalaan po natin yung tao around us yung bosses ng tao around us. I'm not against that. Actually, God uses people around us to convey or to send a message to us. But I also believe that God himself can actually speak to you in a personal way in order for you to understand the very purpose that he has created you or for the very calling that he has called you to be. Amen. So God's calling, our calling from the Lord is personal, right? So maybe you're here and you're thinking about, am I supposed to pursue this job? Am I supposed to pursue, you know, this ministry opportunity, this business opportunity? Or am I really called for this? Before you start asking the people around you, ask God first. Because our calling from the Lord is personal. Are you following? Third point, remember the purpose of the calling. Now, we were able to identify who made the calling, what is the calling. Now, we have to remember the purpose of 
the calling. Para saan nga ba yun? Bakit nga ba ako tinawag ng Panginoon? At ito yung tawag niya sa akin, ito yung panawagan niya sa akin, ito yung instruction niya sa akin. For what purpose? Again, Deuteronomy 7, 6-7. The Lord your God will drive you out nations before you little by little. And it says here, again, talking about God being exclusive and being personal. And you will not be allowed to what? To eliminate them all at once. It means the Lord will going to eliminate those enemies through you. You are going to be used by God. You are going to be used by the Lord to cast away these people out of the promised land. And all the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord, your God, will deliver them over to you. Throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. Again, remember the purpose of the calling. Not just to drive those enemy out, but for them to see that you are God's chosen people. And as God's chosen people, they would see the mighty hand of God over you. That no matter how hard they try to take these people down, because God's protection is over them, they have this assurance and they could stand in faith that no matter how many enemies that they're going to face, because God is on our side, we will survive and we will be able to push through. Remember the purpose of the calling. Again, three points on Deuteronomy chapter 7. Remember who made the calling Remember what was the calling and remember the purpose of the calling. If you are able to understand that, if you're able to apply that, if you're able to appreciate that in terms of your calling or the direction in your life, then let me share this to you. You have to be authentic and no more pretension. Sometimes, sometimes the reason why we tend to try to be someone else is because we don't understand you know, the purpose why God created us in the first place. Especially to the young people. When I was the youth pastor back then, one of, you know, the crises that every young person goes through is their identity. Because social media has greatly influenced already, you know, the manner or the way they live their life. And of course, not just the young people, but also us. Not so young anymore, the young adults, our, you know, those who are in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Because social media, we spend more time in social media rather than, you know, reading the Word of God or doing things that will help us to grow. Again, going back, the importance of remembering the call. Remember who called you. Remember the calling or the purpose that God has placed in your hearts. And remember the very purpose why he made that call in you. So you could tell to your seatmate, be authentic. Be authentic, no pretensions. You don't have to be someone that you are not. You don't have to pretend someone that you are not. Especially those who are in the leadership, right? It's so easy to copy someone, lalo na yung mga magagaling na leaders. But I believe, I have always believed that God created us as uniquely. So our leadership itself is unique. And you always have to, 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 to 
be grounded on how God created you as a human being. He has this unique design for every one of us. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Now I have five practical steps on how we can walk the path. How can we now, 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 we, now, we now remember the calling. Now we understand the calling. Now how can we pursue that? Right? Just as, you know, the people of Israel is going to pursue that very calling that the Lord has for them. Again, based on Deuteronomy chapter 7, five steps, five easy steps, five practical steps on walking the path. Number one is this, the importance of understanding and knowing of passing the baton. Are you following? Pass the baton. Moses is a great example of that person who was willing to pass the baton in order for this next generation to walk the path, to continue walking the path. I was thinking since Moses has already got confirmation that he will no longer be in the promised land, pwede naman siyang maging ano eh, steady na lang because again, matanda na rin siya. And at the same time, he was leading these people for so many years. And how come I took all the sakit ng ulo, I took all the burden, the pain of leading these people. Of course, there, was, there were moments of triumphs, there are moments of greatness. But just try to imagine leading a group of people that is full of complaints in the wilderness for 40 years. He could have just said, May tummy's up, bahala na kayo. Since kayo naman yung mag-enter dyan eh, why would I even care? I have already did my part. I have led you for 40 years. But for some reason, matigas yung ulo nyo, your hearts are rebellious, it's so easy for you to disobey, it's so easy for you to forget the laws, it's so for easy to you to just create God and forget the very God that we serve and the very God that draws us out, that helps us out from Egypt. Diba? But, but then again, if you read the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, towards the very end, after getting the confirmation from the Lord the Moses, you will no longer enter the promised land. You're going to see it in your eyes. Because it was a consequence of his action, Moses had to share why he will not be able or was not able to enter the promised land. But again, towards the very end, the heart of Moses is to pass the baton. To the next generation because he understands that Moses, I missed my chance to be in the promised land. And you have this opportunity to be in there. So make the most out of it. Moses doesn't want to waste. But then again, his calling to the Lord is to lead these people into the promised land. He is still fulfilling that purpose that God has for them. And that's the reason why he was reminding these people, remember God, do this, follow this instruction, remember the law, pass the baton. I'll give you a, 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 a good example of this. Sino dito yung mga nag-work? Can I just see a raise of hands while you're working in the office, right? Uh, if you are actually new in the office, there's this term that proper turnover, Right? Try to imagine if there was no proper turnover. 
right? How would you be able to perform your duties and responsibilities if the person that you're going to replace didn't even bother to teach you on what you're supposed to do, right? Now, try to imagine this on a larger scale. Try to imagine if there was this really smooth, genuine, authentic transition from one president to another. Wouldn't it be like, you know, you would see that there is, you know, a, a, what they call this, a proper transition or it would be as smooth as possible. but, But because of their own interest, Right, but because of the maybe their pride, or maybe you know they got hurt in the process. You know they they, they didn't meet they, they 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 didn't do that. Again, the importance of passing the baton. And I'm here talking to the ministry leaders in the house, our volunteers. Amen. Now, if if you are now going to exit into a ministry that the Lord has called you to serve for so many years, it is only but right that you also pass the baton to the next person with so much faith and power and love and concern, not just for the ministry, but because it's part of your God's calling to be good stewards of the ministry and to love that person who's going to take that next leadership from you. Again, the importance of pass the baton. Next is this. After passing the baton, of course, you have to preserve the instructions or the commandments. It doesn't make sense that, you know, these people got the baton from Moses, but they didn't, you know, even took the time to take down notes or took the time to understand what was being passed on to them and to have that mentality to, this is vital information in order for us to pursue our calling. What was being passed on to us by Moses should also be passed on to the next generation. So we need to preserve this at its finest form. The information that we have to preserve the instructions. Again, my Lighthouse family, if the baton has been passed on to you, try to spend as much time to that person that is passing that baton and try to get that information. What was the heart behind this ministry or this church or this movement that we are doing? Preserve the instruction means reading the Word of God, right? Because the Word of God will never have in conflict to the calling that He has for us. It is always aligned. Again, after passing the baton, preserve the instructions. And then, after you preserve the instructions, it is only right that you prepare yourself ahead. That is the very reason why Moses is sharing to the next generation so that they have this ample time to prepare themselves, what? Into battle. Because, hello, you enter the promised land, it's not like a walk in the park. Someone is already in the promised land and you're going to take away their home. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a struggle. So you have to prepare yourself Ahead. So in terms of calling, again, the importance of passing the baton, preserve the instructions, and it's important to prepare yourself ahead. Prepare your hearts. 
again, those people that who wants to serve in the ministry, the question is, have you prepared yourself in serving into the ministry? Because ministry is not perfect. There are people serving in the ministry that has a lot of flaws. And sometimes, you know, there could be issues that could arise in terms of ministry. But have you prepared yourself ahead of that? Have you prayed to the Lord? Lord, ready my heart. This is my first time, or this is not my second. I have been serving in the ministry for so long, and I understand that if I get into this, it will require what? Blood, sweat, and tears, and even your riches in serving in the ministry. And not just in ministry, even at work and in life. You need to prepare yourself ahead. And then after that, this is, I think, the most important thing of the lessons or the practical applications that you and I should do. You participate in the process. It doesn't make any sense that, you know, you, you, you were able to pass the baton and get the baton. You were able to preserve the instruction. You were, you were able to prepare yourself ahead of time, and then you don't actually apply it. You don't get to, you know, you don't get your hands dirty. You need to participate in the process. Again, remember, in, in what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 7, right? God will use these people, what? To dispose the people around. It means that they're going to participate in that process. And, and you and I, especially those who have been serving in the ministry, the process could be so long and could be so hard. But at the end, it's rewarding and fulfilling. And it's going to break you at some point. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm not here, you know, to, to discourage. But that's just reality. When you pursue something and when you participate in the process, when you submit yourself to the Lord, it's going to mold your character in order for you to fulfill the very calling and the very purpose that He has created you to be. And molding is not easy. Because molding means you're going to step out of your comfort zone. Molding means that you're going to give up, you know, relationship, ungodly relationship. Molding means that you're going to surrender that very thing that is taking you away from the Lord's calling in your life. Participate in the process. Church, Participate in the process. Participate on the calling that the Lord has for us. We have different ministries that you can be a part of. But even before thinking about joining in the ministry, are you willing to participate or to be involved in a discipleship group? Start from there. That's how you're going to participate in the process. And then lastly, after going through that and after realizing that it's not easy, do not ever forget to persevere through faith. Believe that the Lord who has called you for a specific calling, a specific purpose, will be with you every step of the way. Believe that the Lord who has called you by name has a perfect plan for every one of you. Believe that the God who placed that purpose and calling in your heart is the same God who called out or who made a way out for the Israelite people out of slavery and into the promised land, willing to part the Red Sea in order for them to fulfill God's calling. Again, five points 
Five steps on walking the path. Pass the baton, preserve the instructions, pre prepare yourself ahead, participate in the process, and persevere through faith. This is the word of God today based on Deuteronomy chapter 7. Let us pray. Lord, today we want to say thank you. Thank you that for your word that was written many, many, many years ago is applicable today. Not just during that time, but today, even in our specific situation. Today, Lord, I pray that would you open, would you open the floodgates of heaven and continue to pour out your presence, your anointing, your love, your grace, your comfort in this place. Lord, you have seen every tears. You have seen every pain. You have seen every person, every situation that there is, every feeling of loss, every feeling of hopelessness, that desperate cry, the same desperate cry that the Israelite people has done. Lord, you have seen that, and you have heard that, and you remember that, and God, you are here today. You are present in our midst. Lord, as we worship today, Lord, we open our hearts. Lord, I pray that our hearts are fertile ground, that whatever seed that has been planted, it will actually bear fruit. Holy Spirit, be with us today. Move from one person to another, one heart to another. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us worship. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you are the God of purpose, that you are perfect in all of your ways. And thank you that you are a personal God. That you sees us not for what we do, but you see us for who we are. Because it is you who called us by name. It is you that has placed the purpose in us and placed a calling in our hearts. Lord, you know every strand in our hair. You know every single cell in our body. You know every situation that we are in. So God, we will never feel alone. Lord, thank you for today. Now we understand that we should always remember the one who called us by name. And it is you, God, our loving Father, our Abba Father, our personal God. And Lord, thank you that we should always remember the very calling that you have for us. God, you have called us to be set apart, God, to impact the people around us, God, a holy nation, God's chosen people to stand on the gap and to be used by you for your glory. I Lord, thank you that we should always remember the very purpose that you have created for us. Because God, if we understand the purpose, then we know that we know that we know the very calling that you have for us. And the, the very reason that we need to walk and continue to walk the path. So God, today, thank you for your word. Again, Lord, thank you for the seeds that has been planted in our hearts. Lord, I pray that God, would you open, God, would you just let your sun shine upon it and continue to water it, Lord God, that it will actually bear fruit in your perfect timing. Lord, I pray that we will not just be hearers of your word, but we will actually be doers of your word. Church, would you just raise your hands for the benediction. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his countenance upon you and grant you his peace, his shalom. And grant you that 
calling that He has placed to every one of you and to pursue that calling and pursue that purpose that He has for you. No one here is an accident. God created us for a purpose. God, as we raise our hands, this is a sign of surrender. Lord, be our Lord. Take control of our life. And at the same time, Lord, this is a sign of worship. We are worshiping a living God. And as we start this week, Lord, we start it with you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone will say, Amen and Amen. The service is finished. God bless you, Lighthouse. See you next Sunday.